Hi, this is Ken Sagos, a.k.a. Ken K. from A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 and Part 4. And let me tell you what I do. You see, when I finish kicking Freddy's Krueger's ass all over Dreamland, I kick back and relax at Nightmare Jughead Podcast. In and out of your consciousness, like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast whose appreciation of Italian culture no doubt started with unlimited salad and breadsticks. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're continuing our journey into the unwrapped collection of genius by unwrapping and getting wild and weird again with 1995's Castle Freak. And whether you've been in a uh, band-owned castle or not, you can listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, we'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your freak hole. Yeah, it's appropriate. And you can find us getting freaky out on social media. Uh, we're on Twitter at Nightmare Junk, and on both Blue Sky and Facebook, mm-hmm. and Nightmare Junkhead, but it is only on that book of face where you will find an events tab, which leads to shenanigans and freaking the sheets shenanigans. <laughs> and as this episode is going to be releasing on a Friday, November 17th, if you find yourself getting freaky in the Kansas City area, head on over to screenland.com where they will have those freaky shenanigans taken indoors, and that's it. That is it. That is it. But more importantly, head on over to the Friday Night Fright tab, where the Friday this episode is releasing, and I know it's a film that I think all parties included Mm -hmm. did see in the theater back in 1994, Mm -hmm. and as we noted in the trailer when we were watching for Dawn of the Dead, we forgot that Tony Todd- Tony Todd is in it. Voodoo magic. (laughs) But there's so many character actors involved with the crew, and of course- it was the film that the late great Brandon Lee, uh, you know, and what he could have gone on to give right. in genre, uh, because I've been kind of filling in a lot of the gaps with his films, especially Rapid Fire, which is just an all-time '90s banger, which includes a great scene with Al Leong. <laughs> so, giving that man a little bit of love there, uh, but so many other character actors, though, included David Patrick Kelly. Yes. Uh, you've got John Polito, mm-hmm. you know, instead of going, you know, hanging out with the Coens. <laughs> You're right. It's it's kind of unreal. But yeah, come out for all of that. And then I include- seen the Crow in a minute. What's that? I haven't seen that movie in a minute. Did, did you ever catch any of the sequels? Mm-hmm. City of Angels and then the the TV show? Yeah. Are they decent? No. Okay. I, at least at the time. I got to revisit them. You know, all things with age. Because I could have been yeah. like, that's nothing like, not as good as the original, so it's crap. You know, so. Yeah, well, the original scratched a particular itch for a lot of kids, I think, mm-hmm. at that time. Now, looking forward to next Friday Night's Fright, and it is on Black Friday. Yes. And back in the day, at the, the Tapcade days. Uh-huh. The Kansas City Horror Club had a little bit of a tradition. And we're bringing it back from the dead <laughs> through osmosis. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so we are bringing back the annual chopping mall. I can't wait. Bring your gun. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. 
Thank you for a reminder. I'll have to make sure to pass that out beforehand. So one of the best head explosions. Yes, it does. And it stars Barbara Crampton, who we'll be talking about later on. We've had we've had a lot of Crampton. A lot of Crampton in our diet here lately, but which is it's like Jello. There's always room for Crampton. And also, it's kind of the, it's aged really well. Because whether you're going into 80s Crampton, 90s Crampton, contemporary, contemporary Crampton, Crampton. <laughs> it fits regardless. So very much looking forward to that. Now, The weekend and The Week. Oh, but don't forget, before that, before Black Oh, Friday, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Okay. Yeah, the, the double feature. Yeah. No, 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 no. The the um, the Louise Lassiter. Oh, we're going to get to that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Believe me. Believe me. Because then uh, leading up to that, uh, The Weekend of the 17th is literally loaded with cult classics mm-hmm. and contemporary classics, starting with a little film that does play perfect during Thanksgiving, and we were talking about it off mic, uh, just talking about how it's so sad at the very end, but uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It is sad candy. Yeah. That's like, it's, but it's always heartwarming at the end because it's a Hughes film, but at the same time, it's like, uh, and when he's like, I like me, I can't help but like, <sighs> you know, it's just, Sad candy, and you know, talk about another actor gone too lost soon. Early. Yeah, way just too soon. Thinking about the stuff he could have been working mm-hmm. on, and especially when you got the character actor side of him. And we were talking off mic, like how he could take the Robin Williams path and gone dark in a couple of movies. Absolutely, that would have been slick. Or like he could have been Walter Sobchak in Big Lebowski. Seeing him collaborate with the Coens. Mm-hmm. No, actually, would have someone Canadian without a doubt. Right, he would have shown up and. Wolf Cop 2. Yeah. He would have been perfect with the Christopher Guest players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A, a number of things, so it's kind of sad to see him go that way. And Wolf Cop 2, instead of instead of Kevin Smith, he yeah. would be the mayor. He'd fit right in. Right. Anything. Anything Canadian. Now, actually, then going across the pond in a movie that I, I remember watching it a lot growing up, and only when I actually grew up was I able to find it even funnier than it actually truly is. Uh, but when's the last time you watched a fish called Wanda? About three years ago. It's fucking hilarious. It's unreal. It's is it so not? It's so funny. It's so funny. It's just ridiculous, madcappery, buffoonery. It's with the John Cleese players and everybody writing it. It's got that hint of Monty Python, but not enough where it's like surrealism. Nope. But just enough where like, oh, that's that's quite clever. That's quite funny. Bravo, bravo. I gave but, Kevin Klein an Oscar mm-hmm. and Jamie Lee Curtis just operating at the next level. It's it's just mad cappery. It's, it's really just funny. Buffoonery. And it's really it's funny. So it's very good. vulgar. Yeah. In it's fact, a filthy I believe, comedy. I believe the term is you're the vulgarian, you fuck. Now I'll pop. and Kevin Klein in this film, with every asshole mm-hmm. that he throws out there, his misunderstanding one of my favorite lines is uh apes don't read philosophy. And she's like, Yes, they do, Otto. They just don't understand it. That stuck with me ever since I started trying to read philosophy back in there going, oh, you're just a lot about a step above an ape. Right? It's, just the constant shit it's talking wonderful. Jamie Lee Curtis did to Kevin Klein. That's like, great. Just calling him stupid. Don't call me stupid. <laughs> it's, it's Again, I haven't watched it in a while, so I'm hoping to see it up on the big screen now. Animated feature. Mm-hmm. So let's see your familiarity. Howl's Moving Castle. Howl's Moving Castle is rad. Good. Man. Yes, it's okay. very good. Fire sprites and everything, dude. It's slick. I think this is the one with Billy Crystal, right? I'm not sure. Is it the English, the... Uh... I assume it is the English dub. So do they bring in a whole new cast then mm-hmm. on that side? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Like when they re-release it or they bring... 
Well, he was from the get. Mm-hmm. So the original Japanese cast, like, I don't know about Howl's. I think they originally planned it like, okay, we're going to do the Japanese version. And then when we bring it over to stateside, we're going to have a star-studded cast because we're Disney, mm-hmm. right? Every now, Because I know with Totoro that they did that with their original dubbing. And then later when Disney bought Studio Ghibli, they put Dakota Fanning and all that That's, shit. I saw some of the right. posters. Yep. So I think it's, with, I know Billy Crystal's in it, and I think Christian Bale. I want to say. Sure, I can't sure. remember, but I haven't seen it, but it's fucking worth your time. Anything that's, Ghibli. Anything Ghibli is worth your time. That's that's what I've heard. Now, now getting to what you were referring to mm-hmm. on the 22nd, <laughs> Wednesday, uh, my goodness. <laughs> the finest slasher from the 80s set in Jacksonville, Florida. Well, And thankfully now we are definitely finding more. Uh, representation for Thanksgiving horror, mm-hmm. but this is one of the ones that truly set the standard. Uh, you cannot miss Blood Rage, no. and especially be able to if you haven't seen it, see it with a crowd, see it loud, see it large, and see it twice. Oh yes, <laughs> sometimes you might have to. <laughs> oh, believe me, you need to process it. You need to process it now. What's great though is I talked about how loaded this weekend is. Uh, we've got some contemporary horror films that are coming out mm-hmm. and the one that we're going to start with 10 years in the making starting as probably one of my favorite fake trailers in the grindhouse double feature because you know thanksgiving mm-hmm. white meat dark meat oh will be carved <laughs> in the town of plymouth it's the safe it's the use of the creep show music mm-hmm. and it's eli roth really leaning into his Grindhouse love and appreciation of a particular time, a particular place, very much so. And now, it is now realized as a fully functioning feature film. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I just hope they keep that grindhousian feel. Well, I've si- finally saw the trailer. I watched it. Uh, started some movie. I watched at Screenland, and I was like, okay, it looks fun. It doesn't look grindhousey. No, it looks very much. 90s aesthetic maybe mm-hmm. so as with everything at this we'll point see. low expectations i should find something to be enjoyed with but oh goodness something that we got a taste of back at panic fest and something that has been available on video on demand and i put it off because i knew we were getting it screen land yes joe lynch's suitable flesh mm, flesh which been looking forward to for quite some time a ribald lovecraftian body swap thriller yes uh featuring uh, barbara crampton mm-hmm. heather graham, graham mm-hmm. which really looking forward to see her collaborating with one joe lynch i heard it's wild and it's streaming now but i want to wait mm-hmm. oh I no i see it in, I've in the theater put it off specifically to see it and i believe you can definitely make it a double feature uh with chopping mall with suitable fresh playing, but I believe it is also playing in theater one on the Saturday, the weekend that we're, we're, uh, this episode comes out. So yeah, make sure to check that out. So ideally, uh, we'll see you out there, uh, breaking bread and, uh, giving thanks to uh, the Screenland film family, but genius. If I'm talking film family, hey, bellies. we have our own film family gathering at Patreon. And if you're on an, another time, another place, uh, tier, you're going to have access to this month's commentary. Mm-hmm. Speaking of one Barbara Crampton uh-huh. and the Cramptazons and the many things that we discuss in our Your Next commentary, including a lengthy discourse on Scarf 
or wrap. Exactly. Of what Ty West is wearing. Facial sarong? Um, is is it a mid-poncho? It's a choice. Yes, it is. It's a very specific it choice. And we also talked about Knifey Spoonie. <laughs> of which I believe she's played it many, many times. Time. Many times. No, many times. it was actually a lot of fun going back to that movie. In fact, we included it because it very much fits in a Thanksgiving mm-hmm. aesthetic and a move and a vibe. It's a feel. It's, it's a feel. It is a feel. It is a feel. So if you'd like to have access to that and so, so much more, head on over to a patreon.com slash nightmare junkhead. Become a member of our film family. Uh, mm-hmm. The best time of the year is the time we give out. We give a lot of thanks. It is. It's We're thankful for a lot of things this year, especially we, our pallies. Especially our pallies, including, in fact, I, I you know, it, we mentioned it before. Especially the pallies we put through the ringer. <laughs> It's really funny because uh, a Suitable Flesh apparently is very much a a horny movie. Uh-huh. Horny horror. Ooh. Which is appropriate given last week's episode. Right. Which leaned heavy into the erotica. Yes, it did. And anytime we bring on our our next guest, it what do we usually lean into? We're leaning into action. Right. Leaning in hardcore action, violence, like something or surprise. Society, it seems like whenever, <clears throat> it seems like whenever, like, not necessarily bait and switch, but like right <laughs> turn movies happen, when we introduce our next guest, it's usually there's a couple of names frequently involved. Well, let's just say Free Will was involved mm-hmm. with our next guest inclusion and participation. Now, you know him better, of course, as one of the co-hosts of the Meteor Rewind podcast, uh, but in this case... Uh, he is our resident uh, go-to actioneer expert. Please welcome back Dustin Pryor. Hello, boys. <laughs> you ready to get your freak on? Man, those stairs coming from the ramparts. Jesus Christ, man, this castle's got a lot of stairs. Fucking ramparts oh and everything. Fucking had like like stables and had like it had a proper veranda. I just wish they had a trebuchet. You never like know. mounted on one of the ramparts. Toss the freaks out. Yeah. Have See, a freak party. This is why we bring him on, because he can bring in such terminology because like that. Culture. It's classy. <laughs> that castle had flying buttresses everywhere. <laughs> well, thank you first and foremost for joining us on this episode. And I don't know if this is one of those where, like at the end of the screening, we have to turn to you and give a we're sorry, or you're <laughs> like welcome. Caesar says, yay or nay. Exactly. <laughs> and I mention that because, like I said, this is not your normal kind of episode that we'd have you on. But when you came into this viewing experience, we laid out options for you. I was held against my will. Patreon members, please help me. The bad thing about being a podcast, audio podcast, they can't see you blink twice for yes. <laughs> <laughs> But we, we came in, you came over anticipating what will be released next, next week's week, episode, which leans more into stuff that we would normally associate you with. But then I was like, hey, by the way, because this episode is going to be releasing on the weekend of another Barbara Crampton, Stuart Gordon collaboration, we're also thinking about watching what well, we were going to be watching mm-hmm. this particular film. And you looked at it and. With kind of this level of indifference, actually it wasn't indifference at first, you definitely had that, what am I being set up for kind yeah. of look. Yeah, I definitely had the first shunting uh, look on my face well, at, ding, to begin with. Ding, so ding, let me ask you this, ding. do you have do you hold more reservation if Genius would approach you with talking about watching a movie or if 
I approach you. I hold more reservation if, if genius comes up to me because I, I I think we're still at the point, Greg, in our friendship that you you're kind of afraid I'm going to throw something at you if you recommend the wrong thing. See, Jay knows when to duck. You're, we're, we're still in the we're still even though we've known each other for almost a decade, you're still in the feeling out period. Like. How hard can Mount Baldy throw? Like, how large of an object will he throw at my face? <laughs> well, and then sometimes when I try to recommend things, I, I like, like, here's a high point. Or, like, here's a scene. And then, like, and usually the scenes that I choose are the high points for me are the right. most fucked yeah. up ones. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, like, what do you think? What's this movie about? Oh, it's about a fuck monster. Oh. You and, know? and that is to say, to sell you on this, I mean, you was like, okay, what is this about? Because I'm the only one at this table who has seen this movie before. Exactly. And I know this film built on its reputation. And the reputation is not of family-friendly, is not of action-adjacent, is not of anything that would be normally in your wheelhouse. However, you were at the Panic Fest screening, mm -hmm. of which we took in From Beyond, mm -hmm. with Joe Lynch and Barbara mm -hmm. Crampton in attendance, uh, we got a chance to see uh, a snippet of the suitable flesh. Correction, you guys did. I got to be up there and pretend to be a heavy. I was too. Yeah. I think we all were. Yeah, yeah. we, were we very all were heavy. All usher heavies, making sure nobody was. Feeder toughs. Everybody, everybody, keep your fucking phones dark, silent, out of sight. Right. It was great. I was actually talking. Uh, I think Julie and a bunch of them were all up there, and I'm like, "Hey guys, I'm a theater tough." They're like, "Yeah, you, you look at Greg." But, I just needed to, I needed to go out and get you my mag light. I've got like one of those like police mag lights in my truck that I always keep for inspection. Twenty pounders. Yeah, they weigh more than Whoa. I do. Yeah. <laughs> my God. But that that's to say you are not unfamiliar with this kind of horror, with this kind of uh, leaning into this kind of material. No, not at all. I mean, and, and like I told you, you know, kind of off air, what we're talking about. I wouldn't normally like search out films like this if I didn't hang out with you guys. I mean, yeah, I give you guys a lot of shit and I razz you a lot about, oh yeah, great, we're watching Society, you know. But I mean, I'm not gonna surprise. <laughs> I'm not gonna go out and go, hey, guess what? You know, it's a Wednesday evening. I'm just gonna go ahead and pop something in. Hey, guess what? Society's playing. It's like, right? No, 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 no. It's, it's more a Thursday. A, it's more. It's more of a JCVD kind of day for me as opposed to a Society kind of day. Yeah, it's never Friday Night Freak Night. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And we tried to give some context with both of them, mm -hmm. and you initially threw one of you know one way or the other. You're like, you know what? Let's just, let's go with Castle Freak. Yeah. Why not? And I was like, okay, cool. Let's Castle let's, Freak. It is. Let's go with this journey. And I was like, prepared for mangled dick. We we mentioned. I think that was my selling point on yeah. this one. Like, there's mangled dick. But the best part, though was as everything opened, and I think in terms of kind of the journey you've taken <laughs> with us, is the full it was the full moon empire didn't even kick in. It started going, you're like, hey, is this full moon? I, I kind of felt pretty proud about that because, you know, we're, we're, be. we're all kind of getting up there in years, and, you know, the probability of us having children oh. intentionally is probably, oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's probably awful. null and void. So when Greg turned me with that proud papa smile in his face, he's like, <laughs> He knows full moon, but so proud. But it wasn't even so much that as you knew the reputation oh, yeah. of the movies going in. And then you're like, oh, Stuart Gordon. Okay. <laughs> and then all those okay. things come into play. All right. And knowing, again, the kind of sandbox that we're playing in, mm -hmm. in this case. And, and so had you heard anything of this before we said, hey. Up until you, like the 15 minutes on the porch before about we started About two hours ago, nope. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> However, though, you are familiar with Full Moon. Yeah. Uh, now, have you 
knowingly, or at least uh, had it's, it's one of us watched through it? Okay. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> what are you watching? Well, it's, it's Puppet Master 3. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I've, I've seen a couple titles. I can't think of any of them right off the top of my head because, like, when I was watching, like, the kind of, I, I hate saying it this way, but to me, when I'm kind of watching the the schlocky horror, mm-hmm. you know, I don't necessarily know like the production houses that they came from. Like I, I that really started entering kind of like my periphery when I started hanging out with you guys. Sure, you know, so it's like I can't even tell you honestly. You know, outside of canon, like who produced Rambo Part Three? You know, and Carolco. Yeah, Carolco. You know, but it's like it's goofy stuff like that. Yeah. Like I couldn't pro- I couldn't tell you who produced you know Legionnaire with JCVD right off the top of my head. However, that- though, at this point, you know, you see Full Moon. Oh, You're yeah. in for something. You see Empire. Not not to be not to be mistaken. If genius accidentally loses full the moon, pants, now, that's, that's a different full moon. Full moon. <laughs> but <laughs> just as horrific, and again, subspecies and all, and low budget, <laughs> right? Very low budget. <laughs> Probably made it in Italy. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, that's the cool thing about like you're learning like like with all things some production houses has reputation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like yeah. for a canon movie you know what you're sure. going to get with the Corelka movie you know what you're going to get with yep. a Vestron movie you know what you're going to get oh, yeah. around and that now that branches off into your knowledge of horror with a trauma you know what you're going to kind of get <laughs> with a with a full moon you know what you're going to kind of get and you know what it's Probably not going to be Oscar worthy, but well, at the same time, it's going to be a lot of fun or gory. Well, mm-hmm. and I think I've told you guys this before. So if this is like a, a maybe an introduction for me to one of your people, you know, I don't watch a lot of horror. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't. I mean, I go to Friday Night Frights with you guys because I l- just enjoy being around everybody. But like other than the slasher films of the 80s, I didn't really seek out a lot of horror films. Right. So like now that we've started hanging out and we've I've seen Society and From Beyond and you know, all of, all of the other films that, like, you guys grew up on, you know, it, it's kind of nice just kind of stepping outside of my wheelhouse and seeing other things. And, you know, sometimes you see actors that were in action films, you know, that, that kind of pop up in, like, the, the lower-budget horror or even the mid-tier budget. Oh, no, it's Richard Brake. Oh, <laughs> oh no, the Night King cometh. Oh, no, <laughs> oh, no it's um, Richard Lynch. Oh. Well, and it's appropriate you mentioned Richard Brake because he was actually in a movie that is very much inspired by Castle Freak. By did you ever check out Barbarian? No, it's actually in my. I think it's my Amazon is it? watch list. Basically, now that you've watched this, you definitely should take in Barbarian because because they they showed a bar, Barbarian was like what two three years ago about two, it was two, last year I think last year yeah but it's, it was a, one of those bait and switch movies where you think like okay. And it was in the trailer. The trailer sets it up to be like a, a meat cute gone wrong in an Airbnb. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's what I was like, okay, cool. It's got a scars guard in it, so he's obviously <laughs> the bad guy, right? But like then it bait switches and it basically becomes uh Airbnb freak. All right. Sold. Where can I sign it, up to see? rent? <laughs> if we would have known before it was an Airbnb freak movie, I would have significantly liked it better than like this bait and switch shit going on. And I don't mind the wool being pulled over my eyes, but at the same time, like they're like from the producers, I'm like, this looks like an A24 movie, <laughs> right? And but then it becomes kind of like it becomes Airbnb freak, but not as diddly. But there is a moment that does involve a bottle that did have me cackling. Okay. And it's pretty spectacular. Okay. And now that you've taken in Castle Freak, I think it's very much worth your time to seek it out. It's got okay. Justin yeah. Long. It's and now Freak yeah. has multiple terms and multiple and because get and, your Freak on was one thing when, when before this movie and true. now getting your Freak on might be something totally different. And like you true. said, it's got 
Richard Brake. Right. Very much a familiar face. Whenever he shows up, something gnarly is going to happen. Absolutely, it's going to happen. <laughs> so, Genius, do you remember your first interaction with Full Moon? It oh, Full Moon yeah. or, or Castle Freak? Because either one, it was Blockbuster. Was it Blockbuster days? Yeah, it was absolutely Blockbuster because I remember like from the makers of this and Blockbuster, I would seek out Full Moon stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and because they catered absolutely. to home video. They recognized absolutely. the market. You, you like gore? Yeah. You like like scurry things? Yeah. You like boobies? Yeah. How you about like on this? low budget? Yeah. Let's cool. You like the same music? Yeah. <laughs> right? So like, and then- That's called recycling. That's, that's well, pretty it's, popular nowadays. It's right? the Band of Brothers. It is. It's all that Richard Brand stuff because I cut my teeth on that shit. Now, Castle Freak was one of the ones that was always checked out, but- <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh no but when i finally got a copy of it i watched it and it was one of those nights at like because this was before i even worked at blockbuster mm-hmm. this was when i was still a wow pa- what so a you were young and right blockbuster video page i made it a blockbuster night <laughs> and you, i did you get pa- uh popcorn and mike and ike's i did and milk duds Ooh, milk yeah duds, solid choice and two movies for 5.99 and i and i threw did you get the, a two liter no but oh. i did do the dollar 50 more to get the game Oh, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. We with you, with you on that one. So it's a good weekend. So I would rent a whole bunch of movies, horror movies, and a game for the weekend, and like, okay, here you go, right? Yay, latchkey kids! So like, <laughs> so like, we, I that would spend my days watching Full Moon. The best part about Full Moon was it was like you said, it was always for genre fans watching creepy shit, and then right after. Continue to the watch Full Moon Video Magazine, yep. which not only contained trailers and coming soon, but all the behind the scenes of shit you've watched, shit that's coming up. The reason why I think we love special features so much is full because moon. they they knew their audience mm-hmm. so well. You want to see how we killed this person? Cool, check this out. Mm-hmm. You want to see how we made this monster? Cool, check this you out. You want to know why you've seen this particular prop show up in several movies? Mm-hmm. Here's the reason. You want to work for us? Cool, <laughs> check this out, you know? <laughs> That's what I like about them, though, and the fact that they do keep it within the family mm-hmm. and the fact that Richard Band is a fairly prolific film composer. And I'll just say this. I thought this was one of his better compositions. I think one of his best ones was what did he do the Puppet Master Suite? I believe so. I think that's one of he, his best ones. He did ones for uh, me. the Troll, Cantos Profonos. He does a lot of great stuff. But then when you combine um, Stuart Gordon, mm-hmm. you get Stuart Gordon, you get, you get Barbara Crampton, and Jeffrey Combs, and a little bit of Lovecraft. Oh, and why not? They they know it well. So from the big screen to home video. The reputation I knew of this film mm-hmm. was like I think you mentioned before is it's 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 rapey, it's it's very assaulty, yeah, it's uncomfortable, and it's that stuff that Stuart Gordon can lean into because there's a lot of stuff in From Beyond that leans into rapey mm-hmm. and assaulty and uncomfortable mm-hmm. as all get out, and, and even he, in Reanimator, oh good lord, I mean, pre- and doll, I think we said Dolls is probably the most. Family friendly one, yeah. That you could get into with him, and that's got sex workers in. Oh yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the one thing with it's Stuart like Henry Lauder. Well, they never lean away from it. They're no. not afraid of it, Mm-mm. and that's the one thing going into uh, suitable flesh. As I've heard, it's horny, and if you go, God, stay stay away from the social media. But you know, there's that discourse now about how this younger generation they don't they sex sex in films, nudity in films. 
it bothers them. They don't find it has a place in there. That's and, dumb. Well, and I think it's... It depends on the movie. I mean, if you're watching fucking... Well... Benji come home. You don't want to see a hardcore raw dogging scene. No, because like, because you can pull that a up. Raw dogging scene and Benji come. Never mind. No, no. But it's legit because you can pull it up on your phone now. Right. The ease of access, the access. they have to stuff like that. But kids, when we were growing up, when we needed pornography, we'd have something called magazines or the Sears catalog. <laughs> Gather round, kids. Let Uncle Genius tell you about the Victoria's Secret mailer. <laughs> worked every time. Right. It's, well, and that's to say, though, that we we are sounding... Uh, we're going to sound we're old. We're old! But we come from a generation, though, that, where that was incorporated into the films because that's where the access came from. And Easier now, access. Because of that, people have an issue with you know something that I have... Uh, they just don't mix anymore. And so I'm glad now that you are seeing more filmmakers lean to it. Like Joe Lynch, I know, heavily influenced by one Brian De Palma. And if we know anything about De Palma, yeah. you know he loves us some sexy, sleazy stuff mm-hmm. that makes you feel awkwardly horny. And I think that's apparently like what they're going for in Suitable Flesh. So far, so good. From what I've heard. Not from what I've breaker. heard. <laughs> no, but that's what does, that is to say with Stuart Gordon going in, you usually know, and that's Lovecraftian tinge too. Yeah. And like, because Suitable Flesh has a Lovecraftian feel, this mm-hmm. one is, has a Lovecraftian vibe to it because it's got not what the octopus monsters and stuff, but I think believe it was based on like a short story about uh, one of the Lovecraft stories about a freak in a castle and people move in and shenanigans happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just <clears throat> it's that weird subgenre of not home invasion, but the call is coming from inside the house Mm -hmm. type situation. And when you have somebody who's chasing you with a mangled dick running around at you all naked, it makes it twice as scary. Well, and it should, I think it works so well as this is also uh, co-written by Dennis Paoli. And he's also the person that gave us reanimator and from beyond. And again, is one of those frequent collaborators. And I think like, well, and that's just it. No, he, he Gordon had his goof crew. Uh huh. He did. He had those people that he could throw into some gnarly and probably not really comfortable scenarios and situations for the sake of movies, and know that they could handle yeah. it. Yes, and be and understand that you know it's a safe environment, mm-hmm. even though you have to be brave. Because again, you know, going into the first time I ever saw Reanimator, you know, I. I was shocked, not shocked, but I was... With the headless cunnilingus? All of everything... If he does not have a little through line Is there... Is that a Roman name? <laughs> right? Head, headless, headless cunnilingus. What say you, Caesar? <laughs> oh, wow. But he Just leans wow. into some of that stuff that is shocking to the point, like, they reference that scene in American Beauty. Yeah. Of all things. Which, yeah, it's like, oh. I know. But that is to say there's there's a reach out there. Have we okay? I know you've watched From Beyond. Mm-hmm. Have we? Have we had you watch Reanimator? You've seen Reanimator. Seen you've seen okay. Reanimator. I've seen it with you guys, but okay. it, it's been a long. No, time you before. have seen it with us because we showed it at uh, uh, Dismember, this, this and you were there. Okay, so th- I mean, dude, but that's still been a couple. That's years been a few ago. years. Yeah, ago. that's at least five years ago. Did you ever see Robot Jocks? Yeah, we saw that at. Uh, that was, at, that was a draft yeah. house back in the day. Yeah. That is that's also Stuart Gordon. Stuart Gordon. All right. And yeah. he's so that's just it. He's sneaky. In fact, uh, he's one the of wonderful the wonderful ice cream suit is Stuart Gordon. And that's the one I know that is like, I need to watch that. That's the that's really Gordon weird Gap. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gordon Gap. 
Well, it's a weird one. Have you ever heard of that, Gordon Dustin? Gap. No. So it's sell got, them on it. Yeah. So it's, okay. So, I'm still hung up on the Gordon Gap. The Gordon Gap. Right? So hold like on. Springfield Gorge. <laughs> oh, he's actually, of course. Go, considering that this whole episode is built upon the physical media that Genius has, and of course we're finally unwrapping it. Which, by the way, yes, we did have to break the seal on a DVD. Whoa, Nelly of Castle Freak. Genius here has a VHS copy of the wonderful. So it's got ice cream suit. Edward James almost Isai Morales. But how do we reach these? Kids? How do we reach these kids? <laughs> you know how many lines? You know how many lines Edward James almost has in this movie? Forty-five. It's also got Isai Morales, and it's got Joe Montaigne, Fat Tony. But he's playing a Mexican. Instance, they don't like ice cream. They like tacos instead, right? And so basically. <laughs> <laughs> it stars all these people and the story of it is um so there's these mexican guys and they all pull their money together there's five of them they all pull their money together to buy this 100 percent white zoot suit made out of look, looks like it's ice cream because it's so bright and that's a pretty pimp zoot suit it is and it makes their dreams come true but since they've all put their money into it they all have to share their dream and they realize that it's not the suit that's making their dream possible it's their lack of conviction but in the end edward james almost plays this hobo named vamanos and he's got the long hair and he's full of filth and shit and he's like now it's my turn right and so like they he's got rules like he can't he can't dance with la rosa i think her name is la rosa right and la rosa de la contana and because she's like a big woman with a lot of makeup but she likes to dance clothes because they don't want the makeup and all that stuff on the ice cream suit he can't uh eat juicy tacos and there's like and he's over the next thing you know and they can't like he can't drink the tequila and that's a shame because you know what we just ate before we recorded juicy tacos yes we right? did yes, and we the did. next thing you know they see him and he's like dancing rosita eating juicy tacos <laughs> and stuff it's 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 proper good it's very family friendly it's like pg but I like it a lot. That is to say, he's got a fairly diverse filmography. In fact, it's an I've seen that for me, but Dustin, I, I, I'm I curious to see, do you remember seeing Fortress with Christopher Lambert? Yeah, a long time ago. That's that's Stuart Gordon. Is okay. that the one where he goes through time? That's the one, if I remember right, it's like either a man is the most dangerous game or a dystopian future the island future isolation. Shenanigans, yes. Yeah. Christopher Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> So, the, again, a diverse catalog, but this is the one movie that I have, I I kind of stayed away from because of the reputation, because I knew it leaned into the mean, uh-huh. that it wasn't in the theater, so they could probably get away with a little bit more, and I know it recently played on The Last Drive-In. Because that's where I rediscovered this movie. Okay. Which I'm pro- sure then that means everyone rediscovered it Mm -hmm. because if anything with joe bob that he's shining light on a lot of these kind of undiscovered classics or he's underseen in this case and this is the time though because i know Stuart gordon had intended on directing suitable flesh he had passed but apparently um so i guess they used to do these things these um horror master dinners where you'd get all these horror directors and writers and they'd hang out eat together and just shoot the shit so you'd have like um, Dante 
and Stuart Gordon, and um, then you'd have like Joe Lynch and Adam Green. So you have the old guard and the young guard just all. That's rad. And Carpenter wouldn't be there because he was playing Halo. <laughs> Garris was there. In fact, Mick Garris put I'll it all together. My, I'll take mine to go. <laughs> he just shows up. Can you grow up to my house? I'm, uh, I'm not at a safe He probably yet. goes and goes, hey, fuckers, what's going on? And they're like, hey, what are you doing? I'm just going to go back to the house and play some video games. See you later, John. Take it easy, guys. <laughs> he just disappears out the door. Careful, Chris Christine's out there. And then you just see, like, <laughs> I can see it. I do it. It's well, and everyone showed up, though. And there was enough, like, Joe talking with Stuart, getting the thing that, like, when he, before he had passed, he had put together a list of people, like, if you know, you do anything else with this script and everything, here's who I would like to see it done. So, yeah. There's like, That's dope. It's it's incredible. So I know there is definitely pressure to kind of replicate the the Stuart Gordon aesthetic. And Joe Lynch ain't afraid to mangle some dong. So that also was the reputation. I was like, oh, you know, we get to break out for this one. Dong. I said, ah, ah, ah. not so much. And Italiana. <laughs> it, no. <laughs> la, 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 la. We can talk that right now. One of the things that makes this wor- film work so well <laughs> is the fact that it is in a real castle owned by the bands. Owned by the bands. In bands Italy. Castle. In Italy. So that already adds. And saves production cost. But it adds to it, though. I mm-hmm. mean, that adds production value to your film when it's authentic. Especially because they like to, you can reuse it. That's the same castle. That's Radu's castle. Yeah. You see it in that's one of the ca- That's yes. one of the castles in uh, Puppet Master. That's one of the, I think, I'm sure they use that's some. That's probably of- a real freak from the dungeon. <laughs> it probably is. You know they use that in some of their sword and sandal shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So it's, that's the brilliance of the bands. They, well, how ballin' do you have to be to own a own castle? A castle. Then, in said castle, you populate it with a, with wonderful production design, just in terms of the costuming, uh, everything that's involved. And I love when we get to have kind of like the... International? Well, no, the Rick Dalton moments when you recognize someone, you know, in the, the cast or, you know, you recognize a character actor. But my mm-hmm. favorite ones here lately are the post-film Rick Dalton moments when I kind of dig into people involved with the movies. So the production design is by uh, Franco Venario. Mm-hmm. It's a me, Venario. <laughs> and he has such a significant kind of um, significance to this show. Uh-huh. He's done production design for a number of films, but in 1974, he designed the production of Watch Out, We're Mad. Come on, me my castle with freaky. So was Bud Spencer the freak? Oh, sweet. You could actually have Bud Spencer as the freak. Terrence Hill would come in as the Riley guy. Yeah. And... Bunk! I still... I want. I wanted to see Bud Spencer give the freak a bonk, especially when he's over there. He, oh, he didn't mean it. I mean it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Punk. Right? So the fact... <laughs> Jeffrey Combs is the Terrence Hill character. So that that connection already just cemented. I'm like, okay, that just made this movie so much better. And the Watch fact that... Watch out, we're freaks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. I'd watch it. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah. I'd be in it. <laughs> and it is Italian, right? so... 
I like the way they think. <laughs> Watch out, we're freaks. That's the bad thing. That movie can go into many different <laughs> ways. Well, and then we also realized that there's a little bit of a Yelp review required with this as well. There is a Yelp review, especially because we couldn't verify if the, you know, animals were harmed in the making of this movie. And again, Italy. <laughs> right? When, when international, in Rome, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so we couldn't verify whether or not the <clears throat> kitty cat was uh, properly... I'm sure they didn't kill the kitty cat, but when they were dragging him out of that little cat hole... Oh, wrong cat hole. Man, what's with Italians and cat holes? That's why, hey! That's why Fritz... Fabio Fritzi Fritzy was going to make the movie. But... Yeah, his cat hole's tingling right now. Right? No, but the little door hole i guess the feed hole the feed hole mm-hmm. yeah he didn't look like he wanted to come back in but at the same time i my cats have made the same face and they haven't been hurt when i'm trying to pull them back inside <laughs> so that is to say this movie does come with a number of trigger sensitive you know warnings it's salty it's very assaulty it's very assaulty like, and you got the cat stuff so all that being said dustin how was the movie for you it wasn't bad I mean, I don't know if I'm going to put it on a regular rotation because, I mean, it it, now, it, it was very, very icky. Now, I was going to say. problematic in, that, in this day and age. Yeah, and that would be the thing. If all of a sudden you're like, I loved it, actually. In fact, I'm going to, you know, show yes, it to the family. Five out of five stars. Would recommend. I would say, I think Gordon and them probably achieved their goal. <laughs> is it supposed to be icky? Yeah, it is and, icky. And what did you think? Because this is your first time. Yeah, so... Maybe it's because I'm hardened, seasoned horror fan, uh-huh. given the reputation of the movie, given the fact that the dong gong we break out was not the dong gong I was anticipating. <laughs> there's, dong remorse. <laughs> there's the it, level. It was it was less a dong gong and more a ball bell. <laughs> well, yeah, it's. <laughs> but yes. Bing. There's. Moments, and this is going to sound weird given how assaulty this movie is, how rapey the film is, how awful the freak actually is, mm. but the freak itself, himself, is also portrayed as somewhat of a victim. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and very much so. there are moments in the film where he's very tender in what he's doing, even though that like that first creep scene when he's basically kind of un- unpeeling the layers. Right. But he's, and this is going to sound weird, but he was doing it in a tender way. He was doing it in such a way that like, you know, where do you learn this from? When, I, learned I learned it from, from watching, watching you, you, right? When with, the, with the prostitute. And yes. then, but he's tender with, when he realizes that she's blind. Yeah, there's these really weird moments that challenged me in a way that I'm not shocked given the pedigree of everyone involved. Because at the same time, though, he is a monster. Because you kind of do sympathize with the freak because, like, for all intents and purposes, he grew up normal. Mm-hmm. Like, because when they showed him, spoilers, when they showed him as pictures as a young lad, mm-hmm. he looked he not deformed or freakish yeah. in any way, shape, or form. Something I, happened after age five. I just think it was after the years of torment yeah, and getting, getting your ass beat, ass beat with a whip. Yeah. Oh, with a licorice whip. That whip. And Cat of Nine Tails. Going Whoops. from with barbed wire with barb. Well, it's a, it was it's a the, barb nine tails. Well, it's the same one that Mel Gibson used in Passions of the Christ. Jesus it. freak. Thank you. Allison Duty threw it out in RRR. <laughs> but it's also the, the introduction <laughs> of that kind of stuff that goes, oh no. Yeah. In fact, there's a few oh, no. scenes in here where it's like the oh no's are plentiful. But I will say, uh, talking about the, the freak, uh, this is done by Optic Nerve. Mm hmm. And one of the effects people behind Optic Nerve is John Vulich. And John Vulich 
is one of those special effects people. And he's uh, also Optic Nerve, one of the co-owners, is one of the judges on uh, Face Off. Again, a strong pedigree with this movie. And The freak looked cool. The freak looked cool. The, the gags and the, and the gore. Uh, literal. In my notes, freak in the sheets. Mm-hmm. Established from that initial creeping scene when he's unpeeling the blind daughter, which adds that extra level of ick. Right. But also extra level of empathy on both sides, which it all starts from. And this movie, you could throw on... The Changeling, as part of a nerd knowledge trailer with it, you could throw in The Shining as a nerd knowledge trailer with Any this Fulci one. Any Fulci movie. It, there's a lot of, I mean, it's Italian. Forget it, genius. It's, it's Italian. Italy. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of eye trauma in this movie. There's, again, mention the Richard Band score. Stuart Gordon likes sucking out eyeballs, doesn't he? Because the freak sucks out. He's a nucleator. Right? <laughs> Bravo. I learned that from Criminal Minds. <laughs> It's in From Beyond. In fact, was it our Nerdoween when we had it handed out the eyeball shots? Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's, but when in Rome. Right. And why not? And the level of gore that you see in this movie, it and it starts subtle, actually. In fact, we take our time. And listen. Stephen King approved, too. The accident, the changeling aspect of that, and kind of shocked you, apparently, is like maybe something you had forgotten Mm -hmm. had happened. But the whole thing is built upon... This family inheriting a castle, and the the dad, the patriarch, struggling with alcoholism, infidelity the mar- issues, infidelity, the marriage is on the rocks. Through the accident, he caused the daughter to become blind, killed the son. So mm-hmm. it's loaded with melodrama, with a lot of themes, and then you throw in this freak. But one of the things super that really freak, super freak, super freak, now one of the things that didn't surprise Fuck your me chains. And he's <laughs> was the amount of banter between Dustin and Genius and the um, <laughs> the comedic stuff. And at one point, Dustin was like, "Greg, I'm so sorry. I'm probably ruined this 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 screen." And it was so funny because you guys were doing your things as you hey, do at home. It must have come out. <laughs> but you know, some of the source of the comedy, you know, it's like oh, monster that's... source. No, but again, it's it's a good thing you guys don't have a video component to the the podcast to where we're watching this live because there would be a lot of heavy editing. No, it just it just say. it constantly my, my head and my you know hand going oh no oh no what what is happening? Well, I think you're saying something like I because I didn't remember the automobile accident and a lot of the bigger picture aspects of this movie I didn't remember even though maybe I've seen this two three years ago mm-hmm. tops. I think because once. You see this hanging dong monstrosity chasing after you, barreling. That's all that really burns into your mind, kind Certainly. of like like sleepaway camp. The first time you see it, you're not going to remember the boiling aspects of the corn. You're not going to remember the bee stings, all the hey, other it isn't gags. The for corn, right? <laughs> but you are going to remember Angela hanging dong. Same yeah. thing with this one. You're going to remember freak not hanging you're gonna remember his coin purse exactly well you know what stood out to me though was the actual interplay between jeffrey combs and barbara crampton and seeing their chemistry cook on screen as a couple like that how uncomfortable that was they're Mm anti-chemistry because it works yeah she still harbors the resentment Mm -hmm. for you know the accident and he is like lonely number one but it's like he's really possessive lonely mm-hmm. it's like he won't he's he's as rapey as the castle oh, freak it's 
it's it's in the blood, as it turns out, because <laughs> is the, is technically the castle freak the is, uncle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We find that interesting connection there, and also it should be noted, the 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 Duchess at the very beginning, um, a movie we had just watched not too long ago for Into the Mouth of March Madness, and talking about Canadians, uh, Coitons. She's a Coit. Yeah, she did look like the mask and curtains looks a lot. Oh, Jesus Christ. John Burden's over there getting pissed off. Show me mad. Show me sexy. I want to see fire and passion. A John Vernon, Jeffrey Combs, not a buddy cop, but John Vernon is the freak. I'm yeah. going to get you. He's over there, like Christ. running around, mangled dong. <laughs> Come here, bozo. Like ah. <laughs> that is to be said. That was one of the first instances where I was like, okay, I think we're in for very much a treat. And what's wonderful though is we're calling you know him a freak. He has a name. And the best part, we unwrapped an experience last week, a Blu-ray with a character. Mm-hmm, named George. George the, the puppet. puppet. We unwrapped a, a DVD, and it turns out our freak has a name. George the Freak. Wow. Was not planned. We did have another George the Giant Gorilla in Rampage. Oh, I thought you were going to say Papadopoulos. We haven't. Well, George Papadoc, maybe. So we have a history of George's as monsters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, but that was a nice little bit of a connection. Very, very curious, George. Well, and <laughs> I guess. Well, let's let's talk about kind of not the awkwardness, but of the assaulty scenes that occur because it does go into places, and that's when it probably initially starts with the the prostitute, the prostitute. scene mm-hmm. and kind of the creepiness and um, s- sliver vibes given off from the voyeurism. Well, it's almost kind of sad too because like. Jeffrey Combs is seriously trying to stay off the sauce, even when the boy's like, I don't drink, I don't drink. And then finally, when everything hits the fan, the marriage is just gone. Well, I'll tell you what, though, just in terms of the kind of the artistry and style, that initial shot of the wine room and that just nice little dolly down, there's some really shot. And again, that's what Stuart Gordon does. Mm -hmm. He does so much. He stretches the dollar because... You've got this incredible, you know, castle yeah. to shoot in and take advantage of. Well, God when, damn, it when looks the, good. The, I, I, I There's some really pretty the, shots. The nun. I don't want to call her the nun. The housekeeper. The, the, no, the headmistress at mm-hmm. the beginning of the movie. Headmistress. When, when she's walking down to feed the freak. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only light that you feed see is, no, is just a candle. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no like ambient lighting, anything. It's just a candle. Yeah, this one, uh, Mario Vulpiani. Vulp- uh, shot this one. Yeah, I thought there were multiple times throughout this film where I'm like, not just like, <gasps> but I'm like, Ooh, that's that's sh- that's solid for a full moon mm-hmm. film. Well, when you when your castle freak is the name of your movie, mm-hmm. you need a castle and a freak, mm-hmm. and they got really good on both because the freak looks crazy and scary, but the castle was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And like, as much as we were talking about, like it'd be dope to live there. I don't know. I don't know. There's too many rooms. Too many places of freaks or rats could be hiding in or chuds. I don't know if I could handle castle chuds. Well, okay, so here's here's a question I all pose to you guys. They said that the castle had over what, like hundred and something rooms, over a hundred and something odd rooms. You think like before they they like sell it or you know bequeath it or it's be, be, bequoted or whatever the hell you want to say to the next owner? Do you think they might want to like you know actually like you know check the basement? <laughs> it's like. Maybe check the attic. The real estate laws are real lax in Italy. They're not as strict. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. You could have a freak in the. You could have a freak in the castle in the basement. You could have Hyder in the house. Gary Busey's up in the up in the tower. Hey, I like that pepperoni. You got any more of that stuff? 
it's scary how much Gary Busey and Hyder in the House has been coming up here recently. I, I got to get you a both. We end. are a pro Busey podcast. Oh no, of course, media of course. Rewind, Just so you know, have you now? Has, yeah. Is that and I've seen that for you by any chance? I have seen. Okay, Hyder in the house. we got to get you. I need to see Hyder in the house. Yeah, it's quite good. It's I, quite good. It's more Ritz crackers. But no, it gets back to this particular scene that is awkward, that is daunting, that's intensely grotesque. Well, it's gruesome. I wasn't expecting Jeffrey Combs to go full on like oh, go down go south, to town? right down there, and I'm like, oh wow, wow, okay. But I see you in garden and. Okay. It leans it into the sexy and given what ribald. given what we watched last week, right? It's yeah. I mean, we in last week we watched a little film from 1986 called Nightmare Weekend. Okay, that was a three part production of uh, Americans, America, it, uh, Canada, no, no Br- America, uh, England, and France, and France. Okay, and, and we could see naked ladies dance. It just, let's just say it was fairly ribald. There but were holes with, in a lot of the walls. Yes. But with this one and the way he... I can see it all. You do see everything. <laughs> and you do, it's not artfully done, but it's... It's sleazily done. It's 42nd Street done. But it's also it's stuff but you the, don't see too often But then the freak, in a film. Neither does the freak, because the freak's like... <sighs> you're like, ew, freak. And as we mentioned, he's learning. He's taking notes. Learn from watching you, Dad. And, and But he... He plays too rough. He's having too much fun. And like, you, next thing you know, you see bitten off nipples. Oh, it's, and it culminates in... We paused the movie, like, because you were like, holy shit. And then I'm like, let me pause the movie for Greg. I had a, a good bladder issues going in. But uh, usually then if something like that happens and I come back and you've paused it, it's for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> and without a doubt, the reason hit in. And it definitely... It's fairly shocking... It's gnarly. the reveal. It's super gnarly. And he's like death by cuddling. Not yeah. even death by no, cuddling. She's still alive. That's the worst part about it. That's the worst part. She can't move. Loss of blood. She's halfway to death. Meanwhile, this castle freak in a sheet is going to town. It and is just, just ripping her to shreds. It is. And, it, and it's there's so much in the sound design. Mm hmm. It's the again, the hardcore. But then right after you see that right Right, like the next couple of beats, he beats this old lady to death with chains, and mm-hmm. the sound design on that—oh, it's gruesome! It's it's a combination of the the gnarly of the eye, the gnarly of the ear, and it's it's visceral. I think it's probably Stuart Gordon's meanest movie. Oh, because this... From Beyond is filthy, but it's not really mean. You know, Reanimator it... can be filthy, but it's not really mean. This one is filthy and mean. And we have a our our castle freak Georgie is running around full frontal, and as we mentioned, the dong gong can kind of sort of be broken out because it's very much gone. And what we get, it's just mangled. It's just like ripped off, like with his tongue. The the dong gong, the dong gong is the dong gong dong gong. And then that moment of the the, the thumb, and actually the free. Oh, when of he himself. bites his thumb off. Yeah, it's. It's it's disturbing. Yeah, I wasn't anticipating that. It was very that. graphic the way he bit his thumb off. It wasn't like, oh no, it, no, it was like snap. Arr. It's like Mike Flanagan wrote a piece of it. It was George Romero. It was intense. But let me ask you all this, just in terms of um, kind of the stuff we grew up with. Uh, do you think possibly our first introduction of kind of the 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 freak in the cellar or the monster hidden away came from Goonies with sloth? That was in 85. Yeah. 
And I know I saw that one in the theater pretty young. I think so. Monsters in there. And I can't imagine I would experience that anywhere else outside of something like that. Well, because the only thing I can think of, and I mean, granted, I mean, I've got memory issues from all of the repeated (laughs) blows to my noggin. But the only thing I can think of would be people under the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. You know. (laughs) And And Roach. But see, it's... It's... (laughs) Chacal. Chacal. Right up in his face. Freaky freak. Right? But uh, freaky fast subs. But I think it's like that whole, like, prevalent of, like, oh family secret like like a disformed kid mm-hmm. or like a kid out of wedlock back when, when that was such a scandal that they would put in, right when they would put in the basement or the 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 the, the, the evil twin like mm-hmm. hugo and just malnourished and treated to the point of deformity like i said earlier this kid looked fine yeah. when he was five they cut out his tongue they cut off his dick and they yep. get the Daily beatings. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that, that could like kind of harken back to like the ye olden times too. I mean, you're talking about a castle. They said it was like 700 years in this family or whatever it was. I mean, back during that period, you know, when the castle was first done, they didn't like you know genetic deficiencies. <laughs> right. So maybe this maybe this child when he was you know at five or six years old, maybe he started to express these you know. These these unclean traits or whatever that the family deemed as unnecessary. Well, it wasn't even that. It was the mom was just pissed off because the husband or the yeah, the, the husband GI bounced. bounced. Yeah, and she took all the frustration out on the kid. Yeah. So that's why, like, she because they were broke basically. It was like we lost the money in the war. Eh? Say lovey, right? And so she just took all again like this. And another mangled dick movie of uh, Sleepaway Camp, it can all be blamed on, like, the parent. The parenting, you know, yeah. Because Aunt Martha pretty the much... The true villain of the movie. ...is the villain of this one. That old lady could be considered the old villain of this one because yeah. she basically brought her wrath on this poor kid and turned him into Said a freak. freak, you know? And not the good kind, not the Adina Howard. Because he's a freak in the morning and a freak in the evening. Well, I mean, you remember what people say, hurt people hurt people. Right. You know, so. Again, it adds that weird level of sympathy sure, towards yeah, this freak. Sure. But it's, at the same time, you he know does what he's such irrehensible irrehen- yeah. mm-hmm. things, but he doesn't see it as wrong because yeah. like, he doesn't know better, kind mm-hmm, of Frankensteinian. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of like in Barbarian, where she doesn't know better because she's a she's product. Like, she's she's a freak all the of videos. Like, yeah, yeah, product of incest and just deficiencies. So again, there's that weird level of sympathy, but you can't. It's almost on the side of Jeffrey Combs. You wanna his marriage is falling apart and everything's going wrong, and you don't want to see him like do that. But at the same time. He's the one picking up the bottle. He's the one not paying attention. He's the one picking up the hooker. He's the one that was fired for being politically incorrect at his university job. And let me tell you something. When you're fired from Mississippi University for being politically incorrect. Especially in the 80s or 90s, you have to be pushing boundaries. Mm -hmm. Like, come on now. Right? My Lord. Hardcore. (laughs) Hardcore. So, again... The only person that the only two people in this whole thing that you really feel bad well three I should say yeah I feel bad for the hooker I, the daughter the sex worker the mother the daughter the mother and, and the, the cop the, in a roundabout way because the like, kid yeah yeah because he's in love no with there's the, there's a lot of sympathetic people in this film and again the cop's kind of an asshole but he's doing his job so again there's just like all these levels and shades of gray in this little freak monster movie it's nice to be able to actually have complexity mm-hmm. shades of gray. And an adult horror film. 
And I very adult horror very, movie. But that's what it is. It leans into something like this is not something necessarily that is, you know, Stuart Gordon 101, Horror 101. You know, there's a reason, thankfully, we've were, we've had you watch a number of other films to the point where that you're like, oh, it wasn't that bad or, yeah. you know, it wasn't as much as gnarly as you were anticipating. Well, but I also think, like, this is more adult, as we were talking horror, not in just the sex and the rival, mm, but the just, freaky freaky with the freak, but, like... There's a lot of yakety smack mm-hmm. in this, mm-hmm. a lot of talk. It's not like the freaks going around killing everybody, not right, like a slasher yeah. or anything like that. But it's a lot of adult themes and a lot of ribald themes. And I think when I was younger, when I at the rental days, when I saw this, I was like, it's kind of boring, you know? Freak Park's cool, but, yeah. right? But now it's like, oh, there's a lot of shit going on in this movie. Your baggage is so decidedly different now from not only just the adult you, but then the cat lover in you. And when we watched uh, Man's Best Friend, there is that scene with the cat where they're that basically... That poor kitty didn't deserve to be drug into the cat door like that. That kitty looked in pain. It, 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 looked, it looked a little and, uncomfortable. And the fact like Ooh. we couldn't tell... Yeah, it didn't say anything it at the end. It didn't say if it, like, no animals were harmed. Now, no freaks were harmed. I don't think. And the freak actually jumps out of a window, which is a great gag. Yeah. Uh, and fantastic gag. And that's actually where I think they established like the, the, the thing through the neck and how this Georgie takes a lot to be put down in this case. I guess when you live in the dark and get your ass beat every day, it toughens you up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Well, like you said, it's a surprisingly complex film that has mangled dong that has you know just a a scene in which and this is one of those movies where it's just where uh, there's you know barbara crampton's character offers herself up to the freak when the freaks with the daughter and even that moment when the you know the the freak realizes georgie realizes that the daughter's blind and he takes the sheet off and a little more now be myself here's the thing here's the thing talk about monsters for a brief second a brief second, I went mask route, where I thought Laura Dern and Rocky Dennis and Dear God. my mom says I look like a lion, and you know the freak doesn't get Georgie doesn't get to say that per se, uh, but for a brief millisecond, I thought about that and I I didn't giggle. Right, I acknowledge it in my head. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to be the. You two are monsters as it is. I don't want to, you know, finally succumb. Was, there would be a, we'd be a three-headed monster at that point, right? Like, <laughs> don't wish you your strength, yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. But like, I was thinking, like, da, 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 da. <laughs> right? Like singing like freak songs and shit. I could see it, cause like, yeah, poor guy. He, he just they learned it from watching Jeffrey Combs. If your only sexual interaction is watching Jeffrey Combs, you're doing it wrong. Oh man, yeah, that's a it was, that's a roadmap of pain, <laughs> right? You got to <laughs> diversify. Woo, woo. But it is nice though to see kind of all those things come together with a strong cast, a strong writer, a strong director, strong special effects, strong again setting for something that is low budget, direct to video, and could have been just a write off. But instead, it's a film that still carries that, you know, a, a horror fan like myself is watching for the first time. You know, our horror adjacent, horror training, you know, action aficionado is putting under his belt in one that, you know, you're getting back into. But it's not going to be for everybody. Oh, no, no, yeah, no, it's no. Definitely that's, not going to be for everybody. And so, like, that's why I can't really say, oh, yeah, go out, check it out, you know, but like it just be prepared for it is slimy. It is sleazy. Mm-hmm. It's it's well, like, salty. If this is if this is one of those ones like if you're playing Crampton Bingo, 
and, and you have to like check this off the list of you know all of the things that she's done that you wanted to see, then yeah. But I don't think just a normal person's going to go, hey, Castle Freak, let's right. pop that in. And then honestly, of the stuff well, that she's done with, you know, Stuart Gordon, you've got three right. that are all get kind of awkward in, in yeah. many ways, in mm-hmm. many ways. But yeah, no, this is definitely one of those that, again, built on the reputation, kind of exceeded what I was looking for because of the complexity. Right. I, I really dug that. I just thought it was going to be a sex freak movie. Yeah, and, and it was. It was. It was. <laughs> but I think, like you said, it's even though it's low budget, everybody was bringing their A game. Mm-hmm. The director mm-hmm. was bringing their A game. Definitely Crampton and Jeffrey Combs are bringing their right. A game, you know. And they were like, "Hey, we got a story to tell, and it's not going to be just tits and ass because they could have got a lot freakier with the freak." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There could have been a lot more like well, ribald sex. It could have been like weekend of freakies. Well, it's, so. it's, it, it, at its base, it's an interesting story. Mm-hmm. You know, like the nature versus nurture kind of thing, you know. And the hider in the house. Right. You know, what 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 can go wrong if these things are set up this way, you know? It's kind of a cautionary tale. Again, man's the most craziest monster because, again, this yeah. was, he didn't have supernatural powers. Mm-hmm. He was tougher than normal humans. He was just traumatized. He was just all freaked out. And so, again... Like with Barbarian, mm-hmm. again, another freak movie, another another monster and movie where the freak is made as opposed to just be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a surprise. Freaky doesn't walk. Oh, Freaky doesn't talk. Psst. No, this is, again, I'm happy to say it. Uh, any other things that we haven't covered there for you there, Genius McGee? Uh, let's see. Poor Kitty. Let's see. Mangled Dick. Bit Nipple. The Lawyer was great. The lawyer talking shit in the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, good eyeball suck out. Uh, freak bang. Tender nipples in my beer. I don't know if I this is. I don't think this was notes for the movie. No, I think, I think this... actually this is search history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going down your Google search bar? Right. Well, <laughs> Christmas is coming up, guys. Well, you know, but that honestly, though, I'm not going to be shocked a if we were like putting notes together for suitable flesh. It's probably going to contain some of the same stuff. Yeah. And oh, a lot of like mud flap shots. Do you remember you brought it up? Like you see a lot of like his nuts and his bed. Oh his yeah, berries. dude. It was like staring at the back of a. It was it was like staring at the back of an F three fifty somewhere in the country. You definitely saw the balls, right? Like just, like driving down an eighteen wheeler for a long stretch of highway because it's like flap, yeah, flap, flap, truck flap, nuts, flap, 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 freak flap. nuts, right? Yeah, you because it, there was even like some Texas chainsaw shots. Yeah, <laughs> but with like sack, and it's like okay, freak. All right. Hey, man, let your freak nuts bang. Stuart Stewart's like, you know, uh, Toby, this one's for you. You you, you like you like nudity? Here you go. <laughs> it's like, oh, the Castle Freak satin gum. <laughs> you see his balls? Castle Freak. They were basket. weird looking. <laughs> Castle Freak, your balls are showing. Bumblebee, Bumblebee tuna. tuna. <laughs> Castle Freak fruit basket. Oh, Christ. And- would, you, would you Castle Freak? <laughs> And, and now this, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, is what I was hearing and experiencing throughout the viewing. In stereo. <laughs> Which is, I can only imagine that if we actually did this as like a Friday Night Fright, the beaded curtain would have been out. You would have probably been in attendance. And it's a much different viewing experience because then I would imagine maybe little giggles and little sides you would have like been whispering to each other. Dude, we if you ever show this to Friday Night Frights, we should have like a special like... MS3... Mu- no, no, no. Oh. A music pre-show 
because you could have get your freak on you could have freak out you could have freak like me super freak you know you could have like a little half hour like you'd be a vj right a freak song gtv (laughs) well no you just want an excuse to dance my friend well yeah i want to sing along to freak songs i like freak songs Needless to say, I'm glad we finally got to break the seal mm-hmm. on this particular one. And again, if you're first time viewing for both Dustin and myself, something for you to get back to. And Dustin, thanks for taking the yeah, time man. to do this. This was a blast. This was a, well, not a blast per se in content, but yeah, I'm not going to rave about the movie. Yay, but I mean, it's Mangled one of those Dick. Yeah, yeah it's like, well, Castle Freaks. Yeah, but that Freak is to bag. be said. That should be the sequel, Castle yeah. Freaks. Freaks. <laughs> It's a whole bunch. You thought one freak was bad. Castle freaks. And there's like a whole ass ton of, a whole sack full of castle <laughs> freaks. <laughs> well, technically, we're going into a sequel next week, as yeah. it turns out. Another True. one that we're going to be breaking the seal on. So until that time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. Oh, freak out. Le freak. C'est chic. Freak out.